Hello, welcome to Tea and Chat, the British English podcast that you can listen to anytime and anywhere. Hello guys and welcome to today's episode of Tea and Chat. Today it is indeed Culture Club. We are going to have our first episode of what I'm going to call Culture Club. And the topic, as you may have expected, would come at some point. Perhaps you didn't expect me to talk about it this soon, but it's happening. So let's get into it. The topic is tea. (gasps) I can hear your gasps. You guys are so shocked. A British person talking about tea? No way. Okay, okay, I get it. It sounds like British people, that's all they do. They just talk about tea all the time. And it is a very big stereotype that British people love tea. But as we know, stereotypes always normally have some kind of truth behind them. They have to come from somewhere at least. And I think this one indeed has a very large portion of truth behind it. That's not to say that every British person loves to drink tea, but there's definitely a large amount. In fact, I just saw a BBC article that claimed that in the UK, we drink 60 billion cups of tea per year. 60 billion cups of tea. Can you even imagine? I know I can't, but it sounds like a lot, you know? Once once you get past 100, like, I can't picture that many cups of tea. Like, where would you put them? But... Yeah, so essentially we drink a lot of tea. Um, I think it averages out to a couple per person, but that's not necessarily accurate, but I know people who drink like five to six cups of tea per day. So where did we get tea from? Well, I think most people know that historically we got our tea from India and China As far as I know, unless they are hidden, in England we don't have any tea plantations. We definitely do not have the weather conditions to grow tea, nor do we have that excess space of land. I mean, I'm sure if the British people could grow their own tea, they definitely would. Like, they would start growing them out of their ears. I mean, on their balconies (laughs) and in their kitchens and it would be insane. Like people would probably be growing tea everywhere and I I can't even imagine it. So it's probably a good thing that the tea itself and the tea leaves didn't originate in Britain. But indeed we did take them and uh, in some ways I guess that we made it our own. What I mean by that is not only do we have this stereotype of drinking tea, there are many British things that are attached to the word tea and tea itself. For example, we have afternoon tea. People like to eat tea with some kind of sweet dessert. So we have things like tea and crumpets. And also tea was traditionally used to describe an actual meal. So we have breakfast, lunch and dinner. But in between lunch and dinner, British people typically had an extra meal, which was known as tea. 
So perhaps around this time they would have sandwiches and it could range from anywhere between maybe 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. Essentially when people came back from school or back from work, they would have kind of what is a light snack, but it wasn't just a snack. It was literally sandwiches and maybe they would also drink tea with it. But this tea itself, it was like an actual meal. I don't think these days it's so common to have this meal. And some people actually describe supper as tea and they use these two words interchangeably. And if you don't know, supper is a different way to say dinner. It's very British, however. So I believe this is where we got things such as afternoon tea from. And people used to normally have like the sandwiches that you would expect to find with afternoon tea or maybe they would have the scones that you would now expect to find if you order afternoon tea. Now, afternoon tea is in itself an entirely separate thing. And if you didn't already know, I did used to work in Japan in a tea room serving afternoon tea. So it was a British themed cafe and I got to serve afternoon tea to our lovely Japanese guests. And it was an experience that I absolutely loved. And I did learn a thing or two about tea then, I must tell you. My manager was a very wise lady and she knew tea like the back of her hand. So although I might not be as knowledgeable as her, I did learn a few different things, even like simply learning that there are many different types of tea. That might seem quite obvious, but in England we generally tend to stick to one type of tea that we call English breakfast tea and it's essentially a black tea that we like to have with milk. So when you talk about the many different types of tea such as having Darjeeling or Ceylon or Rubios, these are things that actually probably a lot of British people haven't even heard of. They'd be like, what the heck? is Darjeeling like that what what is Earl Grey okay Earl Grey it's a little bit more popular but if you say tea it just means like one thing in England in general now that's changed a bit recently I think herbal teas have become a little bit more popular mostly because they're associated to have more health benefits in terms of how healthy teas are I don't think there is a lot of evidence on this either way but it is said that certain teas are much more healthier than others and perhaps black tea isn't at the top of that list so that's why um, more and more people have introduced more herbal teas fruit teas into their homes so that they could try something new and potentially something with some health benefits for example, I hear a lot that green tea is supposedly one of the best teas you can drink. And actually in Japan, they drink green tea a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. The same way that you would perhaps expect to get some water for free in a restaurant to accompany your meal, you can also usually expect to get some green tea for free even by the tap in certain restaurants in Japan. So if you prefer to drink some warmer beverage with some extra added health benefits, 
then green tea is definitely a popular option over there. And in the same way black tea is ingrained into British culture, I'm sure that green tea is also ingrained into Japanese culture. There is a big difference though between the two and one of the major differences is that Japanese people also like to drink tea cold. If you said this to a British person, I'm sure their eyeballs would fall out of their head and they would start screaming and have mild sweats and panic attacks and they wouldn't be able to sleep at night because this would just certainly give them nightmares. Cold tea? Nobody likes a cold mug of tea. Like, if you've left your tea for too long because you got distracted by your TV program or your neighbour came over to start talking to you, then these days we have an invention called the microwave. So most people would just reheat it in there, which, you know, it's, it's not as good as a freshly brewed tea, but it does the job to prevent you from drinking a cold cup of tea. Yes, so for British people, this, this is definitely not appetizing. This is definitely not appealing, but in Japan, it's much more the norm and you can find cold tea in plastic bottles in vending machines. So it's very common that people have green tea with their meal, with their lunch, when they're on the train, even with their bento boxes, which is a type of lunch box. And this is just normal. And I mean, it's good. I guess it means that they can also drink tea on a hot day. That's not to say that British people don't drink tea on a hot day. A little bit of warmer weather isn't going to stop a British person from drinking tea. So going back to afternoon tea, it's definitely very popular with tourists. I don't know how common it is for a regular person to go and have afternoon tea at the Ritz or the Hilton, for example, but it does sound rather lavish and quite fancy if you happen to go to have lunch at these places and have afternoon tea. In fact, these days, perhaps it has become quite trendy to take your mother to the Ritz for afternoon tea for perhaps Mother's Day or their birthday, and maybe to have a girly Saturday with your besties and just treat yourself, because why not? (laughs) But you won't normally find afternoon tea inside somebody's house. Don't expect a British person to serve you afternoon tea. It is likely that they will ask you if you would like a cuppa, which is a cup of tea, cuppa tea. So they might say, hey, would you like a cuppa? This is quite common, but it's not likely they will say, hey, would you like some afternoon tea? Because this is much more fancy and much more elegant and much more sophisticated, I suppose is the best word to say. So it's definitely a treat even for British people to have afternoon tea. And a key point to that is I've named places like the Ritz and the Hilton. And if you don't already know, these are kind of some famous hotels that you can stay at in London, especially the Ritz. And if you were to order afternoon tea here, well, it's not exactly cheap and affordable. In fact, afternoon tea is considered to be a little bit more on the pricey side. So that's why it's more of a treat. I know for myself living in Canada, I was super excited when I found a place that served afternoon tea close to where I lived and I was quite pleasantly surprised to find that it wasn't overly expensive but considering you're kind of having sandwiches and tea and some small cakes and maybe some scones, 
it does seem like a lot for what you're getting sometimes. It depends, it depends where you go entirely. But if you would like something on the cheaper side, you can instead have something like cream tea. And cream tea is just scones with jam and clotted cream, which we put together. And of course you will have a nice pot of tea with these also. Mentioning scones, in England there's kind of this debate whether you pronounce it scones or scones. It actually depends where you are from. So if you are from Devon or Cornwall, they pronounce it differently. And they also have a different way of eating scones. So for example, one of them like to put the jam on first and then the cream and the other like to do it the opposite way, the cream and then the jam. And to eat a scone, you cut it in half and you put on the jam and the cream and it's absolutely delicious, in my opinion. If you haven't tried a scone before, I would suggest even that you try baking them at home. They're actually really, really simple and only require a few ingredients. So if you would like to try one, you can bake some at home and I would love to know how they turn out. So send me a message to let me know. And like I mentioned previously, we do like to have tea with a variety of different things. So for example, crumpets, tea and crumpets. Crumpets, it's a type of bread. It looks quite funny. It has lots of little holes in it. And essentially we just toast this and put butter on it as you would expect with regular bread, except it's much more fluffy. And like I said, it does have a stranger appearance. They are circle shaped with lots of little holes in them, but they are absolutely delicious once you put some butter on it. That's another key thing. British people love to put butter on a large majority of their food and baked goods. But crumpets specifically, we normally have with breakfast. You know, we have some other breakfast foods such as English muffins. I don't really know if English muffins originated from England. I'm quite skeptical about that because I'm pretty sure the first time I had an English muffin, it was from McDonald's. So don't quote me on that. But since being in Canada, I have eaten them more. I've bought more from my local supermarket and with some nice egg and bacon, they are also delicious. I didn't want to get too much into breakfast, but I think British people are also quite well known for breakfast, for example, for the English breakfast. And of course, this is something else that we like to have a good cup of tea with. An English breakfast, if you don't already know, it consists of bacon, eggs, sausage, tomato, baked beans. British people love baked beans. Maybe a couple pieces of toast and sometimes black pudding and condiments of your choice. So condiments include any kind of sauces like ketchup or mustard, uh, brown sauce. Brown sauce is a very popular sauce in Britain and people love to have that with breakfast too. So yes, now, now we've kind of made this a tea and breakfast discussion. So moving away from the larger food items, of course, it's much more common to have tea with biscuits. And if you go to a supermarket in England, we have aisles dedicated to biscuits. So you are spoiled for choice if you want to buy biscuits. We have rich tea, jammy dodgers, chocolate digestives, custard creams, chocolate bourbons, malt biscuits, regular cookies, of course. And essentially you can find such a great selection there. So 
you will definitely be able to find something to dunk in your tea if that's something you're interested in. So we love to dunk, which is to dip our biscuits into our tea, but there is a skill and an art to this. You can only hold the biscuit there for a certain amount of seconds. And it is entirely based on what type of biscuit you are eating. For example, rich tea goes perfectly with tea. I mean, it's in the name, like you can't go wrong with a rich tea biscuit, but they are also very fragile. So you must be careful because they are not able to withstand the boiling hot temperature of the tea for very long before they decide to disintegrate and crumble into your tea. And this is like the biggest tragedy of any tea drinker to end up with lots of dregs of biscuits at the bottom of your tea. No, we are not looking for our fortune to be told in the crumbles of our biscuits. We just want to eat our biscuits that have been dunked into our tea. So it's a skill that requires perfecting. You know, a digestive is a little bit stronger than a rich tea, but weaker than a ginger nut biscuit. So it's entirely a situation where practice makes perfect. And at the best of times, we can easily get distracted and realize for one second too long that we missed our window and now our biscuit has slowly started to fall into our tea and we shed a tear. Okay, I'm exaggerating a bit. I'm, I'm definitely exaggerating today, but that, that is definitely a sad moment. So biscuits are indeed the number one thing that we dunk into our tea. And I'm sure people would like to dunk some other strange and unusual things into their tea. I don't know what else people would choose. They could probably dunk their scone into their tea. Actually, I've done that myself, I'm guilty, but I'm sure there's even weirder things. And I, I would be quite interested. I mean, if you're listening to this and you drink tea, what do you dunk into your tea? That's my question for today. What do you like to dunk into your tea? And if it is a biscuit like a regular person would perhaps dunk into their tea, what type of biscuit do you like to dunk into your tea? Now, as I mentioned, we like to have milk in our black tea. Now, it's not normal to have milk in a herbal tea, but certainly with our regular tea that we like to drink, we like to put milk inside. Some people might also choose to put sugar inside if they have a super sweet tooth. I know myself that this is not how I like to make my tea. And also I've heard that people like to put lemon in their tea, but I think this is pretty unheard of in England. At least I've never heard of anyone doing this before, but in other cultures around the world, apparently it's quite common to put some lemon or lemon juice into your tea. So I, I find that quite interesting. Of course, we have other types of tea, such as iced tea. Iced tea is really not popular in England. Like if you go to America or even in Canada, I think people love to drink iced tea. And again, this is another example of a cold tea, but I think it's like 90% sugar. Like don't quote me, I'm just joking, but like there's a lot of sugar in iced tea. Of course you can have unsweetened, but I don't think it's considered to be the healthiest type. Either way, British people definitely haven't taken an interest in it yet. Other things to mention, when we like to drink our tea, we generally like to use tea bags. Now, if you want to drink tea, you normally either use a tea bag or we have loose leaf tea and you will use a tea strainer for this type of tea. And both I think are equally satisfying. I'm sure others might argue that loose leaf tea is perhaps more fresh or more delicious in some ways. There is definitely an art to brewing what is the perfect cup of tea. 
And every British person definitely makes their tea differently, but no matter what, I don't think it's common to brew what would be considered the perfect cup of tea if we're really talking about tea as an art. So for the majority of people, we just like to use tea bags because it's quick and easy. And in the same way, we normally use an electric kettle these days. I have seen in other households, especially since being in Canada, that they still have a kettle that they place upon the stovetop. But it's definitely much quicker and simpler to use an electric kettle. And fun fact, I don't know if it's still relevant today, but I heard that we have an electric surge in the UK every time there is an advertisement between popular TV shows. Because every time there's an advertisement, the whole nation just gets up, rushes to the kettle, puts it on and quickly makes a tea for themselves and whoever is watching that TV show with them and get back to their show. This, when I first heard this, I thought that's hilarious. In England, we have what is called the National Grid. It's a company that is essentially in charge of our electricity. So apparently they timed it so that they increase the amount of electricity that is being supplied to British homes during certain ad breaks on TV. Now, I think today with Netflix and watching things on demand, maybe this number has reduced because I don't know if as many people watch TV live as they used to. That's another interesting topic that I would love to go into because I myself don't currently own a TV, nor do I intend to anytime soon. So keeping this in mind, probably this statistic has changed a bit, but still, it's just so funny to imagine millions of British people all rushing to turn on their kettle at the same time while the ad is playing to make sure they don't miss their TV show. And I guess we should give a mention to coffee. Coffee is definitely, again, very popular in America and Canada, and I'm sure many other countries in the world. And I think it's been growing in popularity in the UK as of recently, but tea definitely still wins by a large margin. But actually we have a lot of coffee shops or cafes where you can, of course, order a nice variety of coffees if you are interested. And a lot of them are chain cafes. We have a good variety of chain cafes where you can get your tea and coffee, your sandwiches, biscuits, cakes, things like that. Absolutely love them, especially when they have their limited edition drinks around Christmas time. Oh my gosh, when you have like the little gingerbread and the extra whipped cream, maybe with your hot chocolate. Oh my gosh, you cannot beat it. It's so, so good. But I do want to give a shout out to my locally owned cafes because they are precious and I love to visit as many as possible. Even while living in Canada, I love to visit all of my local cafes. And it really gives a different experience if you get to know the owner, the people that work there. You can feel more involved with your local community. And also I just think in general, it's really good to support local businesses. So it's something that I try to do more and more often. So yeah, even though I'm living in Canada now, I still find a way to drink tea. And of course, this podcast is called Tea and Chat. And I think I mentioned that for the first episode, I made a huge mistake and forgot to bring my cup of tea. So from now on, every time I record a podcast, I think it's like a must that I have a cup of tea with me. If you're wondering, today I have a chamomile tea. So yes, I am quite unusual in having a herbal tea today. 
But actually, one of the other reasons behind that is because I heard that black tea, of course, it can stain your teeth the same way that coffee can. And so it's just something that I like to be conscious of as well. Okay, listeners or fellow tea drinkers, I think I will leave it there for talking about tea. I don't want to completely eat or chew your ear off just talking about tea only, but I could definitely make a part two to this. If you are interested, let me know. I'm not sure how interesting it is to listen to British people ramble on about tea, but I'm sure I could find many other ways to discuss this topic or share my opinion about tea in England. So thank you very much for listening to today's episode of Tea and Chat. And remember, if you would like to get involved and decide on what topics you would want me to speak about, then you can do so by signing up and becoming a member at patreon.com slash British English. That's patreon.com forward slash British English. I would love to see you over there and getting involved as it really gives you the opportunity to get more involved with the podcast and decide on topics that you would like me to speak about. So until next time, I hope you have the opportunity to relax with a nice cup of tea and a biscuit. And until then, goodbye.